Okay, I'm here with Derek Rocks. He's the Director of Advanced Engineering for Daimler Trucks North America. Derek, thank you for taking a few minutes with us today to speak with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, we're going to get into a little of the super truck and uh, inspiration truck and a couple other things in a minute, but I want to start a little bit with your background. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself sure. and how you got into trucking and how long you've been with Daimler. Sure. Yeah, so I've been with Daimler now since uh, 1997, so it's been about 18 years. Um, I actually got my start within the Mercedes passenger car group uh, and did a, a two-year stint over in Stuttgart, so got a chance to understand how the uh, uh, what it means to be doing German engineering, as it were. So, um, And then I, I came over to uh, Portland in 1998 and um, spent my time doing electrical, electronic engineering. Um, some of the projects I worked on over that course of the time was um, uh, predictive cruise control. That was one project I headed up in the 2005-2009 time frame. And, and the goal there was to design a cruise control application which um, uses 3D maps and GPS to basically uh, let the vehicle ride the hills in a more fuel efficient manner. Um, once that program ended in 2009, then there was this opportunity that came up um, within the uh, Department of Energy to do a, a research program. And uh, basically that program was called Super Truck. Um, and the goal of the program was to, to build a prototype vehicle which was 50% more freight efficient than the uh, baseline 2009 Cascadia. So just, just to be clear, Portland, uh, that was referenced, that's the headquarters of Daimler Trucks North America. You're originally right. from the States, is that correct? I'm originally, yeah, I'm originally from Minnesota and okay. uh, moved over to uh, Portland then. In, in, so uh, you did a few days. years in Germany and then, then you came back and now you're in Portland exactly. uh, on a full-time basis. Exactly. Okay, you referenced Supertruck. Uh, it was, uh, j just to be clear, Supertruck is a program that uh, the Department of Energy oversaw. The name Supertruck is more about the grant program and about Department of Energy sort of encouraging truck makers and other suppliers to sort of push the envelope on, on fuel efficiency and, and the like. It is not a, a, a term coined by, say, Daimler or Freightliner. That's a Department of Energy term, j just so we're clear. Is that, that correct? That, that, that's correct. That's correct. The, 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 the program, the name, uh, the idea came from the U.S. Department of Energy, and uh, there was grants awarded to uh, all four major uh, OEMs, uh, truck OEMs in, in North America. Mm -hmm. And so we all had that same sort of target to really push the envelope for, for the uh, fuel efficiency and freight efficiency as well. So, so uh, this was the vehicle that was uh, uh, Daimler had brought to the Mid-America Trucking Show and it was one of their showcase pieces there. Uh, uh, we talked there. We also uh, have had a couple chances between uh, March and, and now in October to to uh, talk. So I know a little bit about the background, but let's talk about the, the, the uh, super truck. I know you're, you're very heavily involved in it. We're a big part of that press conference. You could share for anyone that might not be as familiar with it, really what went into building it uh, and, and if you could share some of the details, some, some of what sets yeah. it apart from maybe some of the vehicles that are currently on the road right now. Sure, sure. That's a, that's a great, great point. So, I mean, the super truck, um, basically from an engineering point of view, we really had to look at all aspects of the vehicle and, and leave no stone unturned. And so we, we did a, a deep dive analysis on our, on our baseline vehicle to really understand where all the energy is going and uh, really just um, 
pushing the envelope, as it were, because the 50% was really an aggressive target. And when we started the program, we weren't really sure how, how well we'd be able to, to achieve it. So, so we looked really heavily in the aerodynamic side, uh, both on the tractor and the trailer, um, which was a great opportunity, by the way, because normally we study, as Daimler, we study tractor aerodynamics. Uh, didn't look so much into the trailer and, and the combination of the two. So there was some good, good benefits there that we had to, in learning exercises. Um, also, there was an engine program, so Detroit uh, was our partner on the engine side, and they looked at all aspects of the engine, including combustion efficiencies, turbocharging, after treatment, um, all, all sorts of aspects there that, that impact fuel. And so, um, as, as we progressed through the program, we, we looked at individual systems, we figured out what the potentials were, and then, and then about halfway through the program, then we integrated those into a vehicle to see if we can actually get everything to work together. And uh, fortunately enough, at that point, we were starting to see some good progress and feeling pretty confident that we're going to reach the goal. Mm -hmm. And the fuel efficiency um, was very high. Uh, do you remember right. offhand uh, uh, the exact amount of yeah. that, that was proclaimed through the tests that, that you've achieved so far? Exactly. So, so with our testing, we, uh, we tested on several different routes. Uh, one of the more representative routes would have been the uh, uh, I-35 in Texas between San Antonio and Dallas. And over five days of testing on there, we averaged 12.2 uh, miles per gallon. So that means driving at 65 miles an hour and 65,000 pounds gross vehicle weight. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was in uh, uh, Las Vegas at an event uh, in, in, in May, I went on a test drive of, of Super Truck, and, and I, I was provided a, uh, an iPad so I could follow along as we were going to see all the individual pieces at work to make this happen. And it really was a lot for me to take in while we were on the road. It was a unique experience for me to sort of have to hold an iPad and click here to see it. It was a very, very interesting experience. I want to transition to Inspiration Truck also. Sure. This was the truck in Nevada that was licensed to travel on Nevada roads. It was that high-profile event earlier this year in Nevada. The official unveiling was at the Hoover Dam. Uh, with Martin Dom, president of Daimler Trucks North America, also uh, uh, Wolfgang Grenard, the uh, head of the global head of uh, Daimler's uh, commercial vehicles, uh, were there, received uh, lots of national media attention beyond just a trucking press, really international attention. I know it's on yeah. display here, has received a lot of buzz at this uh, exhibit hall. I wonder if you could, people that might not be that familiar with that vehicle also, if you can share a little bit uh, about that one. Right, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, sort of the background behind the Inspiration Truck is the, is the belief that, that uh, adding additional automated features on a vehicle will help improve safety as well as improve fuel economy. And so when you, when you look at how the industry has progressed over the past uh, several years and decades, actually, we've made leaps and bounds in terms of our ability to reduce uh, traffic accidents, uh, to improve safety, as well as improve fuel economy. And we've reached a pretty good point. But, but moving forward, we still want to keep, keep pushing the envelope on, on that front as well. Um, Daimler has this sort of uh, has this uh, vision to uh, achieve accident-free driving um, in, a, in, a, in the future time frame. So that's what really focuses our engineers on that. Uh, so the inspiration truck comes from that. Uh, what we do is we look at uh, basically um, a system called a highway pilot, which uh, when you're on the freeway and you're, you're driving normally in a cruise control mode, uh, you can set the highway pilot active and it will take care of all the steering, uh, braking, and accelerating for you. So in fairness to everyone in the industry here, you guys are not alone in working on some of the autonomous 
technology. It is the only one that's here at the exhibit hall. This is not driverless. This is autonomous driving capabilities that a driver must be in the seat. I also did a test drive at this event. It was clicked into autonomous mode on the interstate in Las Vegas. It was somewhat anticlimactic at the moment. You expected something to happen, and, and I guess that, that's sort of the point, that some of this already exists, and this is pushing the envelope, as you said, but it was clicked in. The driver sort of turned to me in the hand and started talking to us that were in this test drive, but right. there was no dramatic, there wasn't right. a big, big fireworks, uh, fireworks display. It really was, it's in yep. autonomous mode, this advanced predictive adaptive cruise control. I guess that's part of the point that maybe right. that, that you guys want to get across, that right. this sort of exists already. Exactly. I mean, we, we certainly want to, we develop what we call driver assistance systems, and so we're looking at assisting the driver in those tasks. Uh, by, by all means, we envision the, the driver to be in the, in the vehicle at all times and be ready to take over control if, if circumstances warrant it. And so, so we definitely see it as a, as a, as a, uh, a complementary part to the overall driving experience. Um, as, as I like to think about it it, it, it also sort of helps elevate the profile of the driver. I like to start thinking of the driver as more of a, uh, let's say, the captain of their own ship, so to say. You know, there's, there's some automated low-level features, but then, the, but then as captain, the driver's having to make sure that all the, all the systems are in place, all the pre-trip inspections are taking place, the cargo is secure, all those things to make sure that that freight arrives safely and on time. And if I remember correctly, it was presented that approximately 60% of, of some of these technologies uh, exist today. I might be talking going back yeah. also in part to super truck. If you can oh, talk, yeah. if you yeah. can, between the two, yeah. if you can clarify a little bit, what is really street ready? What is there and sure. real today? And, and, and how much do you project out that's near term, longer term? I know we've had some discussions. If you could yeah. just clarify a little bit where this stands. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at safety systems and, and, and uh, automation, I mean, that's been a, a sort of a decades-long trend that's, that's occurring. I mean, going back to, from cruise control to anti-lock brakes, for example, um, moving on to roll stability control and electronic stability control, what you're seeing is this sort of evolution as we build upon additional capabilities. Um, you know, today on our vehicles, you off we offer a lane departure warning. In fact, the industry offers lane departure warning using cameras to uh, detect where the vehicle is in its lane. We offer, uh, the industry offers as well, uh, adaptive cruise control and what we call uh, active brake assist. So a lot of these components, such as the cameras and the radar systems, are, are already in place. Um, and then when you look at sort of really uh, niche applications, um, if you have like a twin steer and whatnot, we already have sort of steering systems in place that help do the, uh, the, the assisted steering as well. So uh, the uh, inspiration truck that you look at is primarily consisting out of production components. Uh, what we've added to it to make it happen is the software. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of traffic all throughout the exhibit hall, certainly peeking at, at some of these trucks. What has been the reaction? I assume there's a lot of probably ooing and eyeing. I, I, would ex yeah. I would suspect that there might be some people skeptical or at least yeah. have some serious questions about what, what, what you guys are doing so they could understand it better. What yeah. has the reaction been? Uh, I mean, the reaction has been, um, firstly, of surprise uh, and, 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 and serious uh, interest. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of questions that are out there. People are really engaging, and so that's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. Um, certainly there are some concerns. I think primarily, as we talked about earlier, the, the thought that it might be a driverless vehicle, which, which by no means is the, is the case for us. We, we certainly um, see a path to making a driver assistance system, but we, 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 
you know, we're not looking beyond that. Um, so that, that's one thing that we, we've, we've been talking about. Um, the, the second sort of feedback that we're seeing is, well, how does the system work in uh, inclement weather? So when the weather gets bad, how is the system working if you've got snow on the road? Um, and here, ba basically, when, when the conditions don't allow for automated driving, then it's basically you drive in manual mode. Um, if the cameras can't see the lane markings, um, then, you, then you wouldn't drive in automated mode. And, and, and as always before, I mean, common sense prevails, so the driver needs to be able to make the decisions when it's safe to drive or not. Um, and then the last, last comments that we've kind of heard are in the topics of uh, like V2V and wireless communications, uh, that is vehicle-to-vehicle uh, -vehicle communications. Um, and then there's some talk about what about privacy concerns and cyber concerns and that. Um, and I can only say with the, the Inspiration truck as it's designed uh, doesn't require any, any V2V or wireless communications. It's, it's purely using the cameras and the radar and basically uh, it's a self-contained unit being able to keep the, uh, the truck centered in its lane. And, and between what's going on with you guys uh, uh, in, in North America and as well as, as uh, in Europe, I have a feeling very rapidly we're going to continue to see little these incremental improvements in some of these technologies and this is a process that would, this is a snowball I, I, I get the sense uh, that is really going to pick up uh, and more and more we're going to be yeah. hearing the development of this. And that, that's, a, that's a great way to, to, to phrase it because uh, how, how I view the technology development is incremental and evolutionary and so you know, when we think of auto autonomous driving, we may think about all these unique traffic conditions and all these complex scenarios, when in reality what we're doing is we're taking sort of an incremental stepwise approach and adding additional features to enhance safety uh, over the, you know, the previous versions. And so that's why in, in the trucking world it seems to make a lot of sense to look at a, a highway pilot or an or a automated vehicle because uh, all the highway driving that's being done on the interstates and so on, and that's really where it's easy to, to, to implement it in the first phase. Okay. Well, I want to thank you, Derek, for taking a few minutes to join us today on Live on Web. Sure. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it, Neil.